Hey, hey, hi, hey, damn it. I can't start a show. I can't, I know. I never know how to do this. It's it's Jeff May, welcome to Jeff Has Cool Friends, everybody, yay, we all cheer, everybody wins. I'm very, very excited to have uh, my very good friend on. This is actually, I believe, the first friend that I've never met in real life because we are separated by the earth. Yes. <laughs> uh, but uh, very, very talented actor. I'm super happy to uh, have you on. Uh, excellent performer, Ethan Lawrence. Ethan, hey, buddy. Hey, Jeff, how are you? How's it going across the pond, mate? Oh, it's going that's, good, bruv. It's, it's, that's um, good. It's quite hot over here right now, isn't it? In it. Yeah. Um, so funny. Uh, I have. Uh, I was telling a friend of mine, my friend Duncan, uh, who uh, is originally from the UK. Uh, his father was a Muppeteer. <laughs> Pretty awesome. <laughs> wow. Um, and I was. I was uh, telling him. I was like, uh, I'm interviewing a British friend on Thursday. Do you know him? Uh, as a joke. And then he's like, Who is it? I was like, Ah, it's my friend Ethan Lawrence. And he goes, Oh. Sh- bad education uh in the text and i go yeah hey what is that (laughs) and then he went and he goes uh explains the show so uh he's like it's a show about the worst high school teacher ever besides you uh thank you for that duncan played by jack whitehall ethan starts out as the class whipping boy but by the end everyone realizes he's chill as Uh, that pretty much sums it up i think that's uh, that's quite an astute way of uh describing it yeah, um, available uh, on YouTube, which I have been uh, enjoying it on 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 YouTube. I thought it was available on HBO, but that was a different movie. Uh, uh, yeah, not I think that's that. a, some really dark uh, Spanish yes. movie. I think. Yeah, and I was like, oh, sh- this is not the thing. So I was like, oh, this is easy HBO. Uh, and then I was like, great, because you know, British TV, it's not always easy to get over here unless you pay for like the BBC whatever like streaming service and i'm not going to do that because i am racist against english people that's more than fair we we deserve which, it which is weird because my heritage is decidedly english um well you know, but, you, you know. You, you, the apple falls further from the tree each time doesn't it it's, it's uh, cl- classic self <laughs> classic self-loathing um most recently uh the 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 sort of like the bigger project that you worked on was uh afterlife Yes. Uh, with, uh, with with on Netflix with Ricky Ger- Gervais. Is it Gervais or Gervais? I never uh, Gervais learned. Gervais is the, uh, I mean, that's it what he Ger- says. So I guess that, okay. that's what goes. I almost ran him over once uh, okay. by accident <laughs> with my body, not like with my car. Um, I, I was at a Muppet. <laughs> I was at a Muppet uh, for Muppets Most Wanted. This uh, is a the, Muppet the, heavy episode already. They, they all are. <laughs> they, they they all it, all roads lead to Kermit. No, I was at the um. I was there was a while that I was a mommy blogger. Yeah, and they sent me to see the Muppets Most Wanted for Disney, and we got to do like the press junket and stuff. And, and I had to I had to take a piss, not tight the piss, but I had to take a piss. <laughs> And as I was leaving, I was exiting as he was entering the restroom. And I am a big man. I'm yes. not a small dude. I'm, I'm a tall guy. I didn't realize how tiny he was. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one is. of those things where sort of, I think the screen sort of distorts, doesn't it? You imagine everyone to be seven foot eight. Cer- they certainly have that aspect of like, generally speaking, from a height level, actors, performers tend to be shorter. Uh, and I have my own theories behind that. But it was jarring. <laughs> I can't wait to dig into that. 
if, if you want, I, I honestly feel like um, building up that talent at a young age oftentimes happens uh, from people that choose to not engage in sports. I, I have a, a slightly working theory that the more one would be averse to, to sports at a young age, the more they would sort of excel at building the talent of per, the performing arts. Well, see, I, uh, I, I want to push back, but that sure, you're welcome to accurately describes me. So, <laughs> I, I, well, I, can't. I mean, here's the thing. I know I know that's not the case. Like, that's not always the case. But like when you look at. You know, where it's like Tom Cruise is only like, you know, five, five. It's like, well, that's, you know, you're not going to be playing football or, or you know, like uh, there's not a lot of sports that people are going to want to sign up for. And they're young and children are cruel and nasty and mean. And, you know, you never know what direction it's going to go in. But I was always that's like a slight working theory that I have. Well, I was quite good at uh, rugby as a kid. Do you, do you have rugby over there? I mean, we don't have it as like a kid's sport because, you know, it's brutal. Um, but we do have it like people play it in like clubs and collegiate levels. Like my college had a rugby team. Right. Uh, and it was mostly just dudes getting drunk and then going to different colleges and getting drunk. Yeah, that sounds like the rugby experience. Yeah. 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 That was, that was something. And I'm not, by the way, I, I, when I'm like, Oh, violent sports, like my college sport was boxing. So I'm not, (laughs) I'm not going out of my way to pretend that I am above anything. Um, I, Ricky, I I know it's not like, obviously like he's, he's a, a massive star and everything like that. And so the shock that one would think, of of almost bumping into him, and this was before he has he became a, a bit more vocally problematic. Um, but like, it was more just me being like, "This is a tiny person." I almost ran over. Like it <laughs> it was jarring at because he was wearing a nice little crisp suit, but he was maybe like five foot five. Uh, he's five six. He's about maybe? the same height as me, and I'm five seven. Okay, so it was about that. Uh, okay, see, I thought you were. I thought you were taller than that. No, I'm a I'm a, I'm a short ass, but I come from a family of short asses, so that that sort of explains it. That's much. It's honestly in your world that seems better, right? That's like a better thing to be. Uh, t- I mean, to a degree. I mean, it's not really sort of held me back or pushed me forward in any way. I think. I think I, it sort of helps if I'm sort of shorter, especially if I'm playing young. Like yeah. it's a it's, Which, a it's a visually distinct thing if I'm like you know physically shorter than someone. Yeah, you, you did, but I mean, because you were. Bad Education, that was, what, 2012? Yeah. When that show came out. And you were, uh, I'm doing the math here, you, you were 19, 20? Yeah. Uh, so, I, yeah, I got that job in the, I think, the February of 2012. And <laughs> I was 19 then. Yeah, just in my second term of university. But you were playing a, a, a 15-year-old. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think he's 15 or 16 or something like that. But, yeah. So, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's across the board. It happens in... You know, nearly yes. everything. They call that what eighteen TLY, I believe, in the in the industry. Eighteen to look younger, something like that. I mean, f- to be honest with you, a lot of it comes down to like because obviously there's um, working laws around having uh, yeah uh, people uh, you know people who are younger working there. Uh, so I think of of the of the class of of that group, only one of us was below uh, that that age that you need to be at. 
so yeah, well, I mean, it was quite a wide range actually. Like I was nineteen, but there was a couple in their twenties, a couple slightly younger than me. It was it was quite quite broad broad church, as they say. Do you? What you were in college, you you were in university. Uh, God, it's it's weird. I tried to adapt my. I was like, you were in university. I'm like, that's not what we say. Um, <laughs> Sorry, college. <laughs> so we, you were you were in. Co- Hi there, you were in college, Mayan. Um, so y- you were in college at the time, and the show. When the show kicks off, it, it's pretty popular. Yeah, it's it, it it seems to it seems to have done well. It got three uh, three series, as I believe how you say it, right? Yes, series as opposed See? to a season. And in America, we call it a season. Oh yeah, uh, that's going to be the whole episode is me being like, "What do you guys call French fries? <laughs> chips? That's crazy, man. We have chips, but you call them crisps." Now, uh, yeah, well, um, you're across it at least. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was that like then? Because were you going to school for the performing arts? Uh, so, so it was it was a drama course that I was doing with a creative writing minor. Uh, okay. But the the drama stuff itself was largely theoretical. You know, it was more to mm-hmm. sort of produce like academics as opposed to actors. Uh, and that was okay. purely because um, I, I auditioned for a number of drama schools over here and, and didn't get in. I think largely because they don't. Re- they tend not to accept people who are like just eighteen. They like okay. to have a bit more life experience beforehand. Uh, but then it ended up not mattering uh, in the end. Uh, but I did. I did complete the degree as well. So that was that was a busy three years. What was the What was the interaction from your peers at the time? Uh, Landing well, like were other people getting work like that, or or was this like a, a unique situation? This was pretty unique. Um, it like you know the it's hard enough to break into the industry regardless and like you know so it was singularly unlikely that um you know multiple people from my from my year were going to get in at all uh but then you know a lot of them have now gone on to become actors and 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 drama folk uh but no at the time it was it was pretty unique and like uh there was gentle ribbing uh i think would be the best way to describe it i uh, carried the nickname beebs all the way through because it was on the bbc what an interesting ribbing yeah, you're like I don't mind being low key insulted about being pre successful, and <laughs> like like success, like having that acting success while I am still dealing with you know the fact that I'm going to school for the thing. Like that's that's an impressive thing. Well, it's 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 a it's kind of a British thing, I think. Like we um our humor, a lot of it is sort of based around making sure that no one around us uh, gets to up themselves. That's fair. And then also that your humor is based on uh, men wearing women's clothing. Uh, there is that too. We have uh, the, we have two different the, types of comedy. <laughs> yeah, and accidental sexual harassment. That's, that's the yeah, other that's one. It. That's, like, I'm sorry, I, I should have said we had three, and that's it. It's cross-dressing, accidental sexual harassment, and making sure there's no tall poppies. That's it. And honestly, that's all we could ask for. That's well, all we want. You're I, welcome, I, I America. Always, I, I do appreciate that. I, I've always found British humor to be like, sometimes it hits me really well. And then other times I'm like, man, I, I just don't get it. Uh, I mean, and that's For fun. example, you said you, you watched um, uh, Bad Education before you came on here. What did you make of it? Mm-hmm. And it, you, feel free to be honest. Uh, it, I, okay. So I thought bad education from, I've seen about the first, uh, the first season and then, uh, a couple episodes of the second season. Right. Um, because I've been, since we booked this and, and it wasn't too long ago, I, I binged the entirety of afterlife. Oh, wow. 
Uh, yeah, I watched uh, three seasons of Afterlife, uh, and I watched uh, the, about one and a half of, of Bad Education. Um, that's a, that's a, bad that's a, edu- I appreciate your commitment to the show, honestly. That's really impressive. I don't think people understand how committed I am to doing my job properly. Um, and especially like if if the episode was with uh, Jack Whitehall, who is uh, constantly on the show and, uh, you know, he is the center of the show moving through. Yeah, obviously, I could have gotten more information through less. But you are a very strong supporting pillar of that show. Um, but it, it takes like it, it's pieces throughout every episode. So I can't just come up with information right away. Uh, Circling back uh, to it, Bad Education, um, as I was watching it, I was like, okay, is, is the, how, what level of, because I don't really know too much about the British education system. Right. So I was like, this is absurd. Like, it's an absurdist humor in that these people behave this way in front of children ever. Right. Um, which I'm assuming is correct. Yeah, it's um, it's, so, it's it's somewhat heightened. Um, it seems the way I as I was watching it, it seems like uh, now I'm not too familiar with Jack Whitehall to be honest. Is he stand up? Uh, yeah, he, he he did stand up over here for um uh, for a fair while. He's sort of broken into acting now. He was in um okay. Oh gosh, what's his name? That um that recent Disney film with uh, Dwayne Johnson, Jungle Cruise. Oh, okay, great. Great, good for him. Yeah, so he's, he's um, start, starting to break over there, which is which is great. The show reads like a stand-up comedian is writing a sitcom without really studying sitcom writing in that the jokes are killer. Right. And then the genuine overall plots seem like they're very just thrown against the wall. Like, oh, we've got to do an episode about, you know, politics or, or whatever. And then they do it. The There are several moments that I laughed out loud at. Oh, great. There was one, there was like a self-defense episode. Oh, yes. <laughs> and he said, he says something like, you know, non-action is the greatest, uh, you know, weapon of all. And the guy, there's a guy who just goes, nope. And then he extends a baton and bashes him in the knee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that read from that actor and the way they wrote that specific joke it murdered me it was so good oh well brilliant uh, yeah uh, and, harry peacock was the actor he played um he yeah played, uh, i think he's uh the character's name is preet i think he's a south african and yeah like he's he, the peacocks are like a, an acting dynasty over here like there's um uh, oh especially over the last maybe uh 30 to 40 years like there's been peacocks popping up all over the place and they're all extraordinarily talented I mean, we have a streaming service called Peacock. They should probably get on it. Yeah, absolutely. God, why isn't Bad Education on Peacock? It's got a Peacock in it. We I, so as I was watching it, that was kind of how I was I was viewing it. Is I was like, okay, from a plot writing perspective, uh, I was like, this is fine. It, it's it's silly, and I it, you could tell it was at least for my thing. I was like, okay, so I don't know this guy, but this guy's a stand-up that came up with an idea for a sitcom. Right, yeah, or, I mean, that, that was something. quite prevalent in um, UK television at the time. Because uh, okay. it was kind of, um, it was a bit, of, bit of, sort of British comedy uh, history here. Sort of around the sort of mid-noughties, uh, comedy became yeah. big business over here, stand-up comedy. 
um, huh? and like with a number of like um, big stand-up shows on on the TV, and so like comedians was becoming household names as sort of as opposed to sort of being like an adjunct to sort of the general entertainment sphere. Mm-hmm. And then sort of around that time, um, like commissioning editors were all like all in on let's get this stand up to write a sitcom. And so oh, there, okay. there was quite a few of those sort of around sort of 2010 to about 2016. You, you couldn't move for sitcoms uh, starring stand up comedians written by them where it's sort of more of a vehicle for jokes rather than sort of like a kind of complete story, if that makes sense. Okay, well, that does make sense because that's how bad education read to me. Like, that's how, as I was watching it, I was like, this is a a joke. This is pushing jokes. And obviously, that's the goal of a sitcom. But at the same time, I was like, it was very clear to me. Um, a lot of laugh out loud moments in, in a thing where I'm watching it and I'm just like, I don't know how this show made it on, but just the jokes are really strong. So that that was my my genuine view of it is it's very good from a joke perspective. I mean, and that's fine because I mean, it, as you say, it's, sort of, it's, uh, it's absolutely served its purpose. You yeah. Know, it's, it's, it's a no. vehicle for, for gags and you know, we, we, we got through it. And as, as, as you said, like we were fortunate enough to be able to do three seasons of it and then ended up making a film of it as well. Uh, so yeah, I, I saw that quite, there's a movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it's quite extraordinary really because, um, at that time in British television, we had like five main like terrestrial channels, but mm-hmm. the rise of digital was starting. And so this was on BBC three, which was basically kind of like a youth oriented, uh, okay. uh, thing alongside, uh, BBC one and two. Uh, so because it was digital, the audience was smaller, but like we were breaking records with it. Like we were, oh, really? I think we had like a, just over a million people watch the first episode live. Really? A million people? So a million people saw you get bullied. Because that's the thing is, um, and one of the things I noted uh, from these, uh, the two shows that I got to watch, and I know you've done so much more. It's just what is accessible to me and how I can choose and pick my time um, in that your characters uh, tend to be very put upon. They they tend to be very bullied. Yes. Um, I think that's a fair assessment. does that, how does that affect you as a, as a, like a human that I mean, this is what it tends to be? I mean, of course you're getting work. Yeah. I mean, actually that's, is, I, that's like 60% of it. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to take anything as long as I'm getting paid. Uh, but I mean, ultimately, like, I think it's because, you know, I haven't done this for like 10 years now. I, I understand what my niche is mm-hmm. and like, it's been, you know, a very lucrative niche for me. I've been able to, you know, say that I've, I've been a professional actor for 10 years and like, you know, never needed a handout or anything like that. Apart from that one time I had to do pizza delivery, but that's another story. But um, yeah. Like, Wait, did you? Sorry? You had to do pizza delivery? Yeah. So this was, um, this oh, we'll, was just We'll come after... back to that. Sorry? Oh, we're going to come back to that. Don't for worry. Sure, for sure, I don't want will. to derail you, but go on. Uh, but yeah. So like, I, th- I think once you're in that sort of situation and you're thinking to yourself, right, well, this, this is my niche. This is how I'm making my money. Like it, it ceases to be a problem in my eyes, mm-hmm. uh, and you know it's it, it it is what it is. Like you know, I understand that my you know my my shape and who I am is is sort of part of the comedy process itself. Uh, but I mean, as as you say, there's there's been other stuff as well where sort of like being put upon isn't isn't so much of an issue. Uh, you know, I've, yeah. I've had you know, some uh, you know more more varied stuff. It's just it just so happens that possibly the two biggest things that I've been involved with have involved that aspect to it. 
Yeah, because that was one of the things I was watching where I was like, I mean, like, because obviously, like, hey, man, get, like, get paid. But at the same time, I was like, I don't know, man, I would feel, I mean, th th for me personally, I'd be like, man, I, am I just like getting made fun of all the time? But your characters are, are strong and fun and, and really well done, which kind of removes that aspect to it. But it just was something that I noticed each time both times is that that sort of the whipping boy um energy that they kind of gave you like i said um, bad education was um was targeted mainly towards a youth market so we're talking mm -hmm. sort of like 15 to 25s and like even now i get messages from people who sort of like really connected with joe and what he went through uh joe's character name sorry <laughs> I don't, I don't know if we've said that. <laughs> yeah, the the Joe character, yeah. Because there's there's a lot to dive into with that character, too. But, uh, yeah, so, like, I get messages even now, like, however many years on, with people saying that, like, you know, his story really connected with them. And I suppose, like, if, in my head, I'm sort of like, well, great, then. It sort of it achieved its purpose. Because, you know, it's... I, it, I hate to use the word representation, but, like, you know, it, it, it did represent short little fat guys on the TV for a bit, which is nice. It did. It did. It, and it's one of those things, too, uh, where and that's kind of why I wish I had been able to see the entire uh, the entire run to see sort of the comeuppance or as, you know, as my friend Duncan said, where everyone realizes that he's chill as f I would have loved uh, to see that part. And I will continue to I, I will finish the show. Oh, yeah. Um, you have to let me know what you think. Um, yes, of course. <clears throat> um, and I, but I was just, you know, obviously when I see that and I'm like, oh, I wonder how that, uh, how that felt for you emotionally. Like, do you still get, do you get recognized on the street? Um, more so now after Afterlife. Okay. Um, do people. Cause like I said, Bad Education did well for a digital channel, but it was still like relatively niche. Okay. Uh, so it didn't happen often. Um, maybe once or twice a month when we, you know, we were allowed to go outside. Um, but um, right. after Afterlife Series 3 especially, because the other thing was that Afterlife Series 2 was released uh, in April of 2020. So we were all locked down. Like there was no opportunity Great. to go out yeah. or anything like that. But Series 3, when that came out in the January of this year, like it's it's almost been overwhelming. Like people coming up and saying, oh, Afterlife is brilliant. And it's like, cheers, thanks. And uh, yeah, it's, I mean it's mad, really. It, it is great. Uh, it, it's it, I uh, okay. Well, I'll, we'll shift to afterlife. Uh, we'll shift to afterlife because I watched it and uh, you gave me the you you warned me that you were like, well, this is the show. Uh, I think you'll like it depending on your opinion of Ricky Gervais. Yes, uh, Gervais. Uh, uh, yeah, um, I think I think that's a fair caveat to make. Which which is fair. I mean, he is. Uh, he's a, a. There is a a problematic aspect to his existence that is very you know the transphobia that we've seen uh coming out of him as well as Chappelle and that certainly did sort of flavor my previewing of it where I was like I have to watch this Ricky Gervais thing um and it was a good reminder that he's very talented yeah uh and he's a great writer uh and that that's not why anybody <laughs> doesn't like him uh I, I watched the show it's great um, oh, thanks, your thanks. character uh, starts out as one of these characters that y you, every there's like a highlighted character that they interview for the newspaper every day. That's like kind of the bit every yeah. episode is there's one wacky character that wants to get into the newspaper. And you tell you can tell the audience what your character does. Uh, so we we sort of 
we see the outside of the house and external and we hear like some discordant um, recorder sounds playing, like, you know, the sort of uh, flute thing. And uh, we cut inside and I'm there playing them with my nose. And uh, that's that's the story. That's the sort of local interest uh, newspaper story that they've come to interview me about. He's, a, he's this guy who can play two recorders with his nose, uh, largely for the reason that he doesn't have a job and doesn't do anything. And uh, yeah, so that was, I mean, when we, when we, when I got the call up for that, um, I did the audition and like went in and I was there for maybe 90 minutes and mm-hmm. like that was my whole work day. And then that was it that for, for series one, basically. Did you know the character was going to have a recurring role? I had absolutely no idea. And this, and this ties into the pizza delivery while we're here, uh, because it, it wasn't long after getting that job that like the jobs like basically dried up. Uh, yeah. And, so I was like, right, well, you know, I've still got rent to pay. So I uh, hopped, hopped in my car and uh, started um, shuffling pizzas around. And that was supposed to be sort of like a stopgap until I could get back on my feet. I ended up being there for a year. And it was Afterlife Series 2 that pulled me out of it. Uh, because suddenly I get this call and they say, oh, we, we want to bring this character back. And not only do we want him back, we want him in all six episodes of Series 2. And I was like, okay. And handed him my two weeks and away we go. I mean, that is a life-changing situation, yeah. Like For sure. I mean, but it, it was the same with Bad Education as well. Like, you know, I fell, like, ass backwards into that. Mm-hmm. And, I, it, like, it, it's, you know, I'm not someone who believes in, in, in fate, per se, but, like, it sort of seems like every time I'm, like, at my lowest, something comes in and sorts it all out. And, you know, I don't, I don't believe in it being, like, a manifest destiny, but sometimes I do look back on sort of, like, the kind of weird ups and downs that my career has had and gone, it seems like someone's looking out for me. I don't know. It's a good reminder. I remember I talked to um, the actor, Paul Walter Hauser. Right. Who, um, you know, and, and uh, he, he is a friend. He's, he's an old friend from, from the stand-up times. And he, there were times where he's like, I had to leave Los Angeles, go back to, to the Midwest and, and eat for a little while, but never give up and keep saving and working and, and pushing and finally getting that break. Um, and it really is like, obviously, there's the whole aspect of like, oh, I got I got lucky. Yeah. You know, I had a similar experience of getting lucky. You know, not everybody finds themselves on a stupid game show on Netflix winning money. Like it's not it's it's luck, but also there's a thing where it's like, yeah, but you put yourself in the position. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah. you it built took me a skills. long time to come to terms with that, I think. Like, you know, for, for for a long time, it was sort of like, oh, this, you know, this this is all, it felt like it was happening to me rather than I was making it happen. And yeah. it sort of took a lot, it took a lot, like sort of mental processing to go, no, I'm, I'm hot, actually. I'm, I'm actually pretty good at acting. Yeah. Um, when you were doing pizza delivery, did anybody recognize you? So over the course of that year, I did 16,000 deliveries just in excess of that. And I got recognized three times. Really? And I tell you what, that was, that's a wake up call for you. Yeah. How does that feel? Uh, I mean, it, it, I, well, I saw two things going into it. One, it sort of reminded me, you know, well, being there at all was like a near constant reminder that this can just go away at any point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, I sort of didn't want to be recognised. Not that I was sort of embarrassed by um, pizza delivery or anything like that. I just thought it would make the the conversation at the door awkward. And yeah, uh, those I, three times, I it guess, sort of did. I get like there's nothing embarrassing about pizza delivery, but there is something embarrassing about 
seeming like you've had to leave your career to do something else. Well, that was it. It was um, like, uh, oh, you're from Bad Education. What, what are you doing this for? Yeah. It's like, yeah, oh, a lot um, of people. <laughs> things are bad at the moment. <laughs> a lot of people don't get that. A lot of people don't understand that, you know, this is a, this is, it's with the tides. For you sure. Know, like and the, like with the, my, this, like, you know, with my various social medias, I, I try to be, when people ask questions about this sort of stuff, I try to tell them the unvarnished truth. Because I think yeah, there's a lot of, stuff out there where it's sort of like ah oh, once you made it you're set for life and it's like no it's 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 graft it's constant graft i mean you you'll know yourself you know as a as, as a comedian and podcaster like you know you have to make your own luck in a lot of ways there, there are there's a lot of stuff where like i'm you know I'm, I'm certainly not in your level of visibility obviously but i have fans and I don't, I try to be very honest too about it where it's just like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm really glad you love this thing. I'm starving. Uh, <laughs> and that was, you know, from 2014 up to 2018, I was driving for Uber and, you know, never, never ashamed of it, never hiding it, but still just being like, why can't I stop? Why yeah, can't I not have to do come? this anymore? And you know, I mean, technically still waiting for that. You know, I I have sort of leaned into the idea that I am much more of like a, a cult podcaster than somebody that's going to get write-ups in the New York Times and stuff. And my friends do get those uh, because that's y- – you You found me through Unpopular Opinion, right? Yeah. I mean, I was a, I was a day one on Unpopular You were day one, huh? Yeah. I, I, I've been around a long time like because I, I, I've wow. read a lot of Cracked back in the day. Well, that and, was it was good. And so when um, uh, Anton Brown started um, this podcast, I was like, hell yeah, I jumped right on that. And that's how I discovered you. It's how I discovered a, a lot of folks, actually, that, you know, have then ended up sort of being sort of internet friends, which is yeah, nice. Yeah, I mean, there, there are a lot of people on that have been on unpops and have gone through the sort of rotating doors of, uh, of, you know, Oh, this person was on unpops. And then later, you know, they get this huge, you know, Emmy winners and stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely been an interesting, uh, family to be a part of. And I, I obviously had my, my ups and downs with, with Adam that we talked about on, on unpopular opinion, but I am very proud of that show. Uh, in spite of the fact that it is not my show, um, I, I am very proud of what I contribute to that show. Well, that's the thing I was going to say, like, you know, you're an integral part of it. Like, you know, it, it, it wouldn't be the show without you. I mean, it w- it would be the show without well, me. That's fair. And, and, and it, and, and it is often the show without me, you know, I'm, I, I don't get to co-host every, every week and that's uh, totally okay. I, I totally understand that because we, there's a lot of people and everything and we can't schedule it perfectly, but I love doing it. Um, Adam is, is one of my best friends, uh, in the world. And I You'd love- never say that to his face though. You never would. <laughs> oh, I'd kill him first. Um, but I love, I love what I bring. Uh, cause Adam, Adam, and here's something interesting. Adam it might be the best researcher I've ever met in my life. I, um, I seem to recall you, you said something like that when you interviewed him for, for this podcast. It's, it's jarring. He's so amazing. <laughs> and he tell he tells me, he's like, yeah, but you just do this, that, that. And, and remember I come from the world of academia. Like I've researched a lot. Like it's been my job. And I was like, he's so good at finding and connecting certain things. 
And my talent, sometimes I, I, I need to remind myself because my talent is really reacting to that stuff off the cuff, sure. having that information. And like, I'm very good at like, even as a boxer, I was a counter puncher and that's how I am with jokes. I'm very good off of other people. And so I feel like that's why that works well. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with is, that. Is that he comes with very prepared information that is perfectly curated uh, and very funny. Like the notes, just reading the notes with, that he sends us is very funny. I can imagine. Um, and, the, and, then, <laughs> and then the interaction uh, in that is, is really fun. Yeah, I mean, um, it's, yeah, it's, so, it's, it's a great show. It's, you know, it's, I'm glad it survived as long as it did, like, you know, through thick and thin. Yeah, yeah. I was glad to come back. I, I, I really was glad to come back to it. It, it is a it, it is a great show, and, and I do support it. And if you're listening to this and you head on over to Unpopular Opinion and listen to an episode, we, we do good stuff. And, and you know, we've done – we do the you – uh, you don't even like sports. That's, that, that's also a very good podcast, and it actually – as we alluded to like really early on in this in this talk i don't even like sports but i like that podcast most of our fan base is that yeah like that's why and that's kind of why we put because adam and i loved talking about like classic sports like we liked talking about old sports stuff it was funny um and we were like we should do a sports podcast but everybody that loves us hates sports <laughs> and we were like well, we should just come up with a name. And we had, that was the name that we settled on was you don't even like sports. And I have consistently been tweeted that inform, like that phrase of me not even liking sports. I feel like I've gotten a thousand tweets. Probably. I mean, it's at me about that. It's a, it's a victim of its own success because it's such a good catchphrase. You know, it's, it's <laughs> what's funny about it too, is that show, um, is probably it's probably the 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 small the least listened to show that I have and the one that I want people to hear the most because of how how it would upend their opinions on on what we do. It's a proper riot as well. Like you know, all the people that you've you've spoken about, like the um, John Daly one most recently, I loved it. It was so much fun. Oh yeah. Where where we are going to be recording uh, as of the release of this episode, that episode should be out. So yeah, and then that means it'll be available for free. Um, I Fantastic. I love I love that show. And you know what's funny is a lot of my friends who are podcasters are like, "This is my favorite podcast," which is like the biggest. That's the biggest compliment to me is like I'll be recording an episode of Tom and Jeff watch Batman or something, and Tom is just like, "When are you going to get the next? You don't even like sports." <laughs> Like, when's that coming out? I podcast. need it. Or he'll be like, I listened to that episode twice. And I'm just like, Jesus. <laughs> That's good. It's two listens, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not mad about it. Um, hey, I'm going to do a thing. Uh, you've you've heard the show. You know. Uh, so uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but if you are a Patreon uh, member, if you're a patron, I believe is the word, if you go to patreon.com slash Jeff May, you are hearing this episode early and uncensored with bonus content. And if... You sign up for the producer tier, you get to do that thing where I say your name out loud on here. Ethan. Yes. Would you like to discuss these names? I would love nothing more. Is it? I, I really enjoy this part where people get to uh, interact with these names. All right, here we go. Get me a, get me improvisational head on. You, you, oh, this is great. <laughs> <It's> perfect. <laughs> no notes. Um, shout out to Asking Seven. 
Shout out to in the time since he changed his name on this document, Jezbutt had a kid, got a new job, and got COVID. Uh, congratulations to two of those. Uh, yeah, yeah. And sorry yeah. to hear about the other one. Sorry about the new job. <laughs> Shout out to Kimball, the casual Frankenstein. Oh, the yes. Target As lost- opposed to the smart casual Frankenstein. Well, Frankenstein does wear a little suit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It might be nice to sort of see him in a t shirt and cuffs. Like t- yeah, like a tank top, like a Jaws tank top. Flip flops. <laughs> uh, that's literally how I'm dressed right now. <laughs> Flip flops, a Jaws tank top, and linen pants. Jeff May's monster. Said that Jeff May's monster is this podcast. <laughs> uh, shout out to the target loss prevention officer currently hunting Jeff. Do you ever oh. shoplift? Uh, no, I haven't. No. What's the biggest crime you've ever committed? Uh, biggest crime I've ever committed. Oh, God. Um, I'm trying to think if I've ever committed a crime. <laughs> a you were a British boy. youth. You were probably listening to Dizzy Rascal while harassing old people. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. We knocked over a bus stop and pushed an old yeah. lady into the road. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Professor Green, mate. And then just run away or whatever. I don't know. Uh, I <laughs> do. I should from, from the UK scene there. I have the streets. Uh, I've I've seen them live. I'm a huge fan. Streets and, very uh, good. I've seen Lady Sovereign live three times. Another very very good choice. Very talented. Very talented. Um, shout out to Stephen. That's it. Just Stephen. Just Stephen. Uh, hey Stephen. Ba- uh, B- Billy Ban Brioche Burger Buns on Burgers Beck. Now, so th- this brioche has been a bone of contention for a while, hasn't it? The the brioche bun. Once I say an opinion, I, I brought that on an episode of Unpopular Opinion. I, bu- I brought that unpopular opinion that brioche burgers are are, are garbage. Uh, brioche buns are garbage for burgers. They're not made for it. They shouldn't be there. People did not like that. I sort of have a People, I, I have a sort of mid range opinion on that because I'm not a hundred percent sure how similar brioche buns in the states are to over here. It's a very it's a sweet it's like a dessert bun yeah isn't for it? sure like but like, a, I, I know that like you, you guys had more sugar in your bread i think i mean it's sweet but i wouldn't consider a brioche bun to be classically sweet but that's only because our candy is ridiculous yeah that makes sense yeah um shout out to cody beck that's uh that's that's billy's wife they are married and they're separate subscribers to the show that's love like for between that them and, and for you also. And and for me. Most importantly for me. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Mike Gouts, Lisa McCarty, at Comics Book Girl. Comics with an X, girl with a U. She's plugging herself um, in the plugs. That's the smartest way to do this. That's a good investment of your money, to be 100% honest. Um, shout out to Aeschylus and his tortoise. Uh, that is a reference to uh, my idiocy on, on bull****, where I believed a wrong answer. Uh, I, ne- I didn't get to see that show. I don't think we have it over here. I don't know if it it's has on the, the, uh, on the UK Netflix. On, it might not be. And that's, oh, that's okay. Look. It looks like I lost. So, it, you know, it's not that impressive. Um, shout out to Dr. DNA. Dr. DNA. Uh, that's a, actually a UK rapper. Uh, oh, hell yeah. Uh, shout out to Hooray for Pontius Pilate. Uh, and I did a, a little bit more thinking on this from the last episode. This was uh, written by my friend, uh, Tim, who was a previous guest of the show. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was absolutely something that I wrote on an Easter egg. Uh, and, and, uh, and my mom was not happy. Blasphemous. Absolutely uh, blasphemous. How literally blasphemous. Yeah. <laughs> 
the uh, shout out to the scene in Meet Joe Black where Brad Pitt dies. Okay, uh, shout out to that. Uh, I'm never going to have a history podcast, you little sh- so stop asking. That This feels like the wrong space to bring that up. You, well, you know, people pay their money. They can say what they want. I, I just want to know who that's targeted at. Is it targeted at you? Have you been yes. pressuring someone into making a history podcast? <laughs> no, it's been the opposite. People have pressured me into doing it. They want me. They they want me to do like a hardcore history thing, um, because of obviously you know I I taught world history and and I do podcasts, but like I don't like it. Like it's <laughs> a reason I don't, you got out of it. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Like I like that is that is a kind of work to me that I don't find fun. So what I'm hearing is you subscribe to yourself and wrote that in yourself. I mean, kind of. Yeah, let's do that. Let's just do that. Let's just assume that's the case. Mackenzie, Sisyphus may be happy, but he's into CrossFit, so f*** him, chill. Fair. This dude has... I know, I was going to say, that's that's fair. Yeah, yeah, he's got the best shoes in the world. He's got these, like, glossy pink shoes. He comes to Mint on Card every once in a while when he's Ooh, in wow. town. Lovely. And, uh, and, and I'm like, I, I want those shoes so bad. He's like, I bet, but you're not going to f- find them anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> which was great because they were like older or whatever instagram and twitter's at bob underscore of underscore skull spoiler alert i also use his hbo password shout out to bob nice, uh, nice. and again that's how you do it that is search engine optimization at its finest uh i know that's that's one of the extra benefits is if you pay a certain tier you also i get to use your passwords for streaming services <laughs> It's a, a very treat. unique tier. It's a very unique tier that you get to be a part of. Uh, Sergeant Pepper's hot dog flavored water. I like that. Uh, That's a good combination of things. Yeah, Lemming Malloy. Lemming. Shout out to shout out to Norm from Cheers. Norm also cult, uh, curates all of the cursing on the show. Norm. Yeah. F- tits. F- <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to Burrito Mouth. Dan Hackroyd. As long as we're bringing back Pepsi Blue, let's bring back the Bigfoot from Pizza Hut. The Those two things mean nothing to me. <laughs> I was just going to say, do you know what any of those things are? You guys have Pizza Hut, but... It, I know what Pizza Hut is, and I know what Pepsi is, but I don't know about those specific things from those places. Well, that's fair, because those are, those are from when you were probably too young to recognize them. I, Jeff May, believe that there is no better streaming service than Tubi to watch Armand Asante movies. Oh, so I'll be I'll be done with um with the shoutouts. We sure are. We sure are. <laughs> the rest is the rest is just going to be me going through like a a Tourette's burden torrent here. <laughs> it's just this is such a great announcement. It's, I love that you're uh, you're open to just have people put words in your mouth. That's great. They put they pay me money. I would be dead if I mean like. <laughs> Like the thing about it is, is uh, I am not very well off doing this podcast. So every dime, uh, every dime helps. And if some of those dimes are $10 a month, hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Um, So shout out to the itty bitty Millie committee, pity the fool. It's weird that I didn't get tripped up on that. And yet the brioche (laughs) buns on burgers thing just murdered me. The actual tongue twister Uh, you managed to get through. (laughs) Yeah, Kenny, Kelly says, get your booster, you gaslighting dip turds. Shout out to the guy who played JJ in Barry Gordon's The Last Dragon. Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon, excuse me. Excuse Shout out to my co-producer at Mint on Card, Lisa Harden, who also is a producer of this show. And I don't even know if she listens. That's fine. <laughs> she still gives me money. 
And I'm okay with that. I think a lot of people pay this and have never heard a show, and that is fine. <laughs> That's okay. That's just keeping like my, you alive, I think. I just, like, I just want to make sure you don't starve. I'm okay with it. Like my friend Jessica Robertson, for example, or Silius Ruby. Uh, shout out to the digital Phil, the ghost of Dave Thomas. Ooh. Spooky. All right. Uh, shout out to Vortispin. Shout out to Jocular Haggard Cantankerous Fool. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> yeah, those JHCFs really show up. Great stuff. Jeff may convince me to quit Twitter, and you should quit too because it's awful. That's You're not wrong. You haven't uh, quit Twitter, though. I can't. I'm not allowed to. I'm <laughs> legally. It's like the it's like the mob for me. Like I'm stuck. Uh, if I wake up with a caffeine withdrawal headache in the middle of the night, should I be drinking more energy drinks or fewer? And the answer is fewer, or you will wake up with a heart explosion. Was that all of it, or were you editorializing at the end? I editorialized a little bit. More than fair. Um, Gotham City OSHA. <laughs> that's a nice uh that's a nice tom and jeff watch batman uh reference do you do you uh listen to that one or, or is that one not in your purview it's, I've, I've heard a few episodes but not all okay. i'm I, it's yeah. one of those ones that fell by the wayside and i'm so sorry about that you don't have to apologize for not listening to everything that i do that's oh, not, that's I, not I how this works <laughs> there's a reason that i do so i do four very different podcasts for a reason technically five if you want to count ug fine but like this one is obviously the long form interview of me just talking to a friend and having a good time. You know, Batman is a, is like a rewatch. Uh, Unpops is usually current events, and you don't even like sports as sports. Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to extend my tentacles into as many different pools as possible to give you all something. I mean, if you take it as that, that's a very diverse portfolio. In a way, it's purposeful and cultivated. Like. If I did a Batman podcast and then a Spider-Man podcast, a lot of the same people would be very happy. But there's no not much room for growth. But there's not a lot. And also, like, I only have so many hours in a week to be able to do this. Yeah. <laughs> Which people, I mean, bad education still talk to well, me. <laughs> I've watched to prep for this show. I have watched. Let's see if it's about half an hour for 18. So about nine hours of afterlife. We'll bring it down to eight because not every episode is that long. So about eight hours of afterlife and then another. So I've watched about 13 hours of television um, just to prep for you as well as like the researching stuff. I mean, like I said, give this man your money. <laughs> it's a, it's it is work. People don't know it's work. I mean, it's it's funny when you explain it as work and people are like, eh, it's like, yeah, but I'm, I have to actively watch this stuff. I just can't have it on while I'm like playing candy crush and also to just to peek behind the curtain like this is the start of your work day and very much the end of mine yeah like, no it's it's 9 a.m for me I, i've got this is my only recording today i have i have a meeting a comic-con prep meeting friday morning then i'm going to my boxing class then i have two recordings and then a movie night with gamefully unemployed that's my friday that's a busy friday <laughs> It is a constantly moving Friday. It's very Sisyphean. Um, but I, I, I love what you do. If you love what you do, then uh, you never work a day in your life. That's a lie. I work all the time. Uh, <laughs> Nicholas, simply having a wonderful man bun time. Fabian, uh, did you have you heard the la the most recent episode of the show yet? Uh, no, I haven't. It's uh, with Therese Curatolo where 
two of her favorite things are Paul McCartney and Man Buns, and two of my least favorite things are Paul McCartney's song Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time and Man Buns. Good combo, then. I imagine there was a lot of friction. I can't wait to get to it. <laughs> it's a great episode, actually. It's very fun. Jen, be earnest. Enjoy what you love. Shout out to the local man, at Gavin underscore not. Not has two Ts. Shout out to Ass of Bass. That's a good one. <laughs> Adam Warlock, he wants your soul. He wants his soul. Verbose minimalist, world's humblest man. Mm. Sh- shout out to at the Pajamari on Instagram for pictures of my feats of strength. <laughs> Kale's only true purpose is as the garnish at a 1996 Pizza Hut buffet. Uh, shout out to the delightful Christy Salinas. Shout out to Parker Aylesworth is not that tall. He has fake legs. Nice try, Lieutenant Dan. I know how tall you are. Uh, shout out to three Jacob Tremblays in a trench coat sneaking into an R-rated movie. Oh, wow. If, if, he, if he's a grown man, that would be very tall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would just wa- watching like a like a 16-foot homunculus uh, try to walk into an R-rated movie. I'm afraid you can't come in. You absolutely cannot come in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no. And as a matter of fact, we are calling the army right now. <laughs> the full bar um, army. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to where's Clawful? Where? Uh, Where is it? He's literally right over there. I have like so many of him just right on the other side of this. That, Do I have one? Be- I don't have one behind me. Austin answered. Uh, do you collect anything? I collect dice for Dungeons & Dragons purposes. You're a gamer? Yes. Oh, That's we're going to talk about that. That's going to come up later in the pod. Shout out Cronenberger Meister Meisterberger. Uh, shout out to, it was me, Jeff. I've been giving you $10 a month since the beginning so you could afford more gas station Pop-Tarts, keeping you sluggish, just slow enough for me to steal Christmas. Wow. How long has your that's Patreon right. been active? Uh, a little over a year. That's a, um, that's, 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 a, that's a lot of $10. I, I appreciate that. Was it? Is it a year? It's been a year. I mean, this is going to be the 34th episode, I want to say. And it's a bi-weekly show, so. Yeah, yeah. Ju- yeah so just, you get yeah, it. Just over a year then. Yeah, it, this is the thirty-five, the episode 35. Um, so, yeah, a little over a year. year a year and a quarter. Yeah. Um, Let's see. We got uh, in Soviet Russia. We have cool Jeffs. <laughs> a little. Can you confirm or deny? That's a Yakov Smirnov situation. I don't know if there are any Jeffs in Russia, but if so, that's awesome. Jeffsky. Uh, yeah, Jeffovich. <laughs> um, El Seldo is going to see the Grand Canyon, no matter what Jeff says. Oh yes, go. yes, another point of contention. Go waste your money, mother. I do love the crossover. Like the Jeff May podcastomatic universe uh, has a lot of crossover experiences. This is my Professor X showing up in Doctor Strange here. Well, I think I suppose this is probably the best way to lambast you for your opinions. Yeah, is to just make me say whatever those opinions are. Uh, shout out to Aaron Meyer. Shout out to the Great Radvertising Scam, a Jeff May joint. It's coming, folks. <laughs> just be patient with me. Uh, advertising will come. I'm sorry it's so late, but I don't want to give you something that I don't think is is good. I'm not just gonna I'm not just gonna put it out there to get content put out. I'm going to make this as good as I possibly can. So sit your ass down, lad. <clears throat> I mean, they're they're right to call me out on it because I <laughs> planned to have it 
by like late fall of last year. And it's just all this shit that has circled and spiraled and gotten out of control and, and taken up my time. You know, the game show alone took like almost two months wow. of my time just to just to make it happen. So, Whew, but worth it. Worth it. Worth it. The paycheck was worth it. I bought a new car with it. Well, there you go. You. It's paying for itself. Um. So shout out to Tyler Wilgus. Shout out to Jeff using deep blue sea memes to break bad news. That was from when Betty White died. That's a six month old name. Wow. Um. I did. I. I you ever see the movie Deep Blue Sea? Uh. Yeah. I have. Yeah. You know. You know. When the when the shark bites off the dude's arm. Yeah, what's his name? Uh, this Mr. Sarsgaard's arm. Uh, I used that as a Betty White's death meme. It's fine. <laughs> Shout out to Gray Man of the Nightmare Potluck. Everyone is welcome at the table. We have to go. We have to go one day. <clears throat> uh, we gotta go to the Nightmare Potluck. <laughs> we gotta go. I'm gonna fly over. I'll bring. Yeah, I'll bring. I'll bring my my best dish. I hope you <laughs> like eggs. Uh, just bringing a bunch of. F- Eggs to a potluck. (laughs) 12 dozen eggs. Show me in the rules where it says a dog can't play basketball. 12 12 dozen eggs. That's the gross eggs. That just sounds. (laughs) That doesn't sound good as my name. Hi, I brought a gross eggs. And then people will be like, I don't understand what's happening right now. No, look, look, so many eggs. (laughs) Um, Shout out to each and die Grand Canyon. Okay, so you know you've split the room on that one. We've got some in favor, some with some not. It's a hard opinion, but I respect it. <laughs> uh, shout out to Farty Marty's Nerd Party. Uh, Gerard Ruane, Odessa Molotov says, "Topple the patriarchy, get today." Great. <laughs> okay, all right. On to you, Gregorio. Ment is mentally preparing to fight Jeff in Mortal Kombat, but to train him in Street Fighter. Uh, train with him in Street Fighter. Yeah, that's... How would you do in Mortal Kombat? You think you'd do all right? Uh, I think I would be immediately killed. Yeah. I I don't even know if I'd make it to the arena. Yeah, you just die on the way through. Yeah, I'd have a heart attack on the... (laughs) Yeah, on the way in, yeah. Just be like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna... gonna No, this uh, this seems too difficult, I think. A a demonic ninja wants to throw a spear at me? No, I'm not about that life. I'm a lover, not yeah. a fighter. <laughs> um, shout out to Goji. Shout out to Rudy. Daft Punk has an anime Rueda. Does it? You like anime? You like anime? You own Dice. Do you like anime? Uh, I've never been a big anime guy. I'm, I, I never did watch it, really. <laughs> but so you're like I, I like the, the, the join between anime and Dice. I mean, a lot of people that collect Dice collect anime. You cannot you're tell calling me, that's me not a the nerd, case. Jeffrey. You, uh, yes. Okay, fair. <laughs> uh, I'm a professional nerd. It's fine. Uh, shout out to Jeff Hates Competitive Fun. Ooh, you get it. Uh, the Return of Magnolia Thunder. It's burm, back. Burm, burm. Uh, nerd numbers. Huey. Strange takes number 111. Flesh to flesh with the mad dick of Baron Hordu. Okay. Yeah, not, not not fully sure what that means, but I, yeah, I think that might have been strange. Luck. I'm gonna. I think it's gonna be supposed to be strange tales. Sound out if if you're that person. Sound off in the thing. I think it was supposed to be strange tales number one eleven. Flesh to flesh with the mad dick of Baron Hordo, because Baron Mordo 
would have been a Doctor Strange villain, and Strange Tales would have been a Doctor Strange comic. So that's deep lore. <laughs> some, I, I do my best for for the uh, Doctor Strange dick reference uh, cinematic <laughs> universe. Well, as long as you're across it, keeping it all in line. Yeah, I am. I'm the chronicler. That's what I am. I, I have the I have the show Bible right here. Um, so shout out to Bart Fartigan, Patrick Dore or Dore. I keep that up. I don't know which one. I got it. I probably got it right. Yeah. Uh, uh, shout out to at AV Foundry, Jennifer Fendelander, Bodacious Big Bad Bouncing Bollock Bonanza. Oh, there's a bollock in that. Bollock. That's right. That means testicle, right? Yeah. Parabolics. Bollocks. That, bollocks, that means mate. Hey, that, in, it. That, in it, mate, bruv. <laughs> bruv, that's a load bruv. of bollocks, innit? Uh, jumping rope, still a sport. Jeff not liking it, still a fact. Hmm. <laughs> Maine, more than Stephen King. Uh, that's my main <laughs> accent. <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> I can do that in a main accent. Oh, yeah, Maine, they are more than Stephen King. I, that's my I, main I, accent. I wouldn't be able to do that. I'm not near too talented enough. <laughs> Uh, I'm not talented at all. That's why I do a podcast. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Big Booty Boy for 2069. Nice. <laughs> nice. Shout out to Ricky Cilantro, Null and Void, Koi Farm Art and Mentoring, Bauhaus. And, uh, and finally, Aldo, I canceled my dating app subscription to use the money on Patreon Vargas. Ladies. Find yourself a nice Aldo Vargas. He's he's taken himself voluntarily off the digital market. But if you want to throw him some ass, I mean, if I can be that app for him, I'll do it. He's a he's a charitable soul. You'll love him. He is. He's a giver, ladies. Yeah, he's, ladies. He's a giver. Go for it. Or gentlemen. I, I got to be honest. I don't know what dating app uh, Aldo is using. I'm not, I don't mean to suppose. Uh, whoever they are that Aldo wishes to, uh, you know, be with. Go for it. Find the man. Find. This is what this is a this is a valuable promotion that I'm throwing at Aldo right now. <laughs> this uh, really is. You need to up your tier level. I think. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's funny. I snuck a tier level in here and nobody noticed, uh, which is fine because uh, I'm like revamping it. Because right. I got to be honest, ten dollars for this, which is what you pay if you go to Patreon.com/slash Jeff May and go to the producer tier, it's probably a little low. Uh, it's which is why I have ninety three people that do it, uh, <laughs> which is great. I love that, but I'm probably going to be shifting it to a different um, situation here. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um. So, Ethan Lawrence. Now that we got that out of the way, why aren't you on my Patreon? Uh, well, uh, I'm, <laughs> Jeff, just kidding. I'm, I'm, <laughs> could you imagine if I just had you on there and be like, what the f is that all about? <laughs> like properly roasting me. So the bad education that there was a movie on it, right? Yeah, there was. Um, so this happened really not long after, um, series three came out a year after. So it was 2015 and then bad education the series finished to 2014. Yeah, uh, I think, uh, yeah, because I get the dates mixed up because I get always get confused with when it came out and when we actually made it. It's all right. I'm here for you. Uh, but it was the, um, oh, God, yeah, we made it in the February, March of 2015, I think. So, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That all lines up. Mm -hmm. um, 
was that like how was that as an experience versus the tv show was it any different or was it basically you were doing like a long episode it was essentially like a long episode i mean it helped that um the director of the movie was also the director of series two uh elliot hegarty mm-hmm. who's very very good i think he's done some modern family i think he's done a few episodes of that oh great yeah yeah he's very good um but outside of like because the the um the conceit of the film is that they go on a school trip um to uh uh area in the uk called cornwall which is all very piratey and so like we went down to cornwall for um five weeks and shot it down there so that was really the only difference the fact that we were on location uh, it was kind of shot a lot nice. like the tv show just with a right. slightly more inflated budget was the pay better uh yeah it was <laughs> it sort of rose, rose in scale with um and sort of the the how it all felt like the the bigness of it Okay, because I was wondering about that. I was like, did they, did they, like, because it's obviously if it's a movie, it's going to be a bit more prestige as far as that was concerned. So I was just like, you got paid better for it, right? Yeah. Uh, that's, it's one of those things. It's the only thing that I've ever appreciated Mark Wahlberg doing is telling creatives to make sure that they get paid. For um, sure, for that, sure. That was, that was something where, you know, I, I find him to be a relatively detestable human being. <laughs> He was right uh, on that. All, so, all, all things considered, but also that. Um, on bad education, did you get to interact with Michelle Gomez a lot? Uh, not a lot because a lot of our scenes weren't together. But you know, we did we did meet and we did talk. She is one of my favorite actors. Uh, wh- uh, where did you discover her? Um, I think originally it might have been Sabrina, where she shows oh, up in right. Sabrina, and and you're like, oh damn, like like this lady's cool as hell. And then she shows up in doom patrol Yeah, and doom doom patrol is like one of my, I love doom patrol. I think it's a great show. And she was on that. So when I was watching this and you know, I'm not familiar with Jack really. So it was really just you that I recognize. And then she shows up and I was like, Oh, great surprise. Right. I got very excited. She's, she's unbelievably talented. She's phenomenal. She's so, so good. Like, you know, sometimes when you're, um, working on stuff like you 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 you're there on the set but you're not doing anything at that moment so you're just sort of watching mm-hmm. what's going on and there are just some people that you watch and you're like i get it my god like that that's how you do it and michelle's definitely one of those uh it it, it really is so you have something coming out called the liar yeah so this is a bit of a uh <laughs> this has been a bit of a bugbear um so i auditioned for that um at the tail end of 2017 and um, really. no, nothing has happened, really. It's, it's one of those ones that's unfortunately sort of ended up in a bit of a development hell. That's um, what it seems like. It's because it says it's in post still. I mean, we haven't we haven't shot a, a, a foot of film. Like it's so it's, it's in it's pre just one of those things that sort of never came together. And it's it's various reasons. Like it's just one of those things where like the schedules didn't line up. It was going to be um, funded by um, Fox Searchlight, but then Disney acquired Fox, and then that was all up in the air. Oh, yeah. And it's just issue after issue after issue. And then, of course, COVID hit. Yeah. So it's, it's you, just one of those things where it's just been bad luck after bad luck. And I, I hope we get to do it, but it's it just seems, again, because I'm the character I'm playing in that is like a teenage kid. Yeah, yeah right. And like the, clo- the closer I clatter to 30 the less likely yeah, it's going to be possible for me well, to play I mean, you're, a 15 you're, you're, you're turning 30 this year. Yeah. And I think at a certain point, it's just not going to fly. 
Um, okay, so it's funny because as, as I was pouring through, you have two shows with relatively similar titles that are very different shows. You have Modern Horror Stories. Yes. Which is a series in which you play Adrian Phil Doug. Yeah, so it's like a, it was a sketch show um, yeah. uh, for the UK version of Comedy Central. Okay. And uh, essentially it was... Um, it was it was sort of kind of sort of like that kind of sort of zeitgeisty thing where it was like doing sketches about sort of like millennial angst. Okay. Uh, so like for example, in one of them, it was like a millennial monopoly, and like that every single square on the monopoly board fucked you over in some way. <laughs> and like you know, it's, that's kind of that's that's a great stuff idea. that they put out. Um, so what's the other one that's similar to that? Horrible histories. Okay. Uh, right. Yes. Which is the thing that you did after after you did afterlife. Uh, yeah, so again, sort of COVID sort of messed up the kind of dates for that. Um, so Horrible Histories is a, it was a book series in the UK, um, mm-hmm. uh, written by Terry Deary, which is um, sort of just a fun way of looking at history. Like you know, instead of sort of like just a boring list of dates, it got into like the more gruesome aspects of it. And it was very successful. Okay. And then eventually they made um, essentially a children's sketch show. It's another sketch show, but yeah. um, just based on those books and. Um, we're not. I'm not far off starting doing work on that again, and it's going into its tenth um, and eleventh series, which is oh wow, like it's crazy for something to last that long in the UK. But like it's it's a real sort of prestige children's TV show. Like it's won awards across the board. It's an absolute privilege to be involved with it. Yeah, most most series end up going. Uh, most shows, excuse me, only uh, usually end up going like two or three seasons out yeah. there, right? For sure. But um, I just think in this one, like, the well is never dry. Like, because it just encompasses all of history. So there's always yeah. new stuff to talk about. Fair. That was um, Fleabag. Fleabag was a good example of two seasons done. She's done telling her story. And when so many people in America were, like, mad there wasn't going to be a third season. For sure. I mean, another good example is, um, you know, sort of, making a sort of thematic link would be the UK office. Right. Again, another two series and out. Yeah. Which is, it's fine. I I've watched it. I I hate to say this, but I prefer the mid season, the mid seasons of the American office to the British office. I mean, that's, but that's okay. Like, you know, horses for courses, isn't it? Yeah, right. I, I, cause I, I watched them both and everyone's like, Oh, the, the British one is so much better. And I watched it and I was like, is it? Um, but obviously the, the acting talent on that show is unbelievable. It's crazy the people that looking are on back it. on that, like, that explosion yeah. of talent in like the yeah. early noughties. Yeah. It's, it's God, it, it, it is wild. Even people that are like, you know, like bit parts that you see in a million things and you're just like, Oh, shit, that's where it started. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was, it was a real sort of like groundswell of UK talent. Again, sort of around the early noughties, there was shows like this and Black Books where like you see the same people going through sort of like the process because, you know, obviously yeah. they're all friends with each other. And now the, the, a frightening amount of them are household names. Uh, the, I guess the IT crowd would be another one. For sure. Absolutely. Like that as well. Um, I'm just na- we're just naming British TV now. This is how I relate to you. I'm like other shows I've heard of. <laughs> These things um, exist. Uh, what, what do you, um, so you collect dice, you play D and D. Yes. Uh, that's, uh, uh, that's, uh, my, my hobby as it were. That, that is, uh, how long you've been doing that? Uh, so, um, I started around 
four years ago because um, I'd always been sort of okay. interested in it, but sort of didn't really know how to sort of worm my way in. Uh, funnily enough, I got into it through podcasts, like through actual play podcasts, and I was like, "Well, that's I would like a lot of fun." I, I figured I was going to assume that that's what happened. The the boom, the D and D boom, has been fascinating. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I mean, helped in no small part by like stuff like Stranger Things as well. Like, yeah, this, right. The sort of the culture surrounding it is sort of it, it's sort of slotted in quite nicely. Uh, but yeah, so I, I am a friend of mine um, played it a lot, and uh, we sort of put together a group um, that sort of ended because of COVID. But then they were all in um, London, which is. Um, uh, it's about an hour from me, a London. city. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, I, thought, it's, it's I a, thought you were describing what London is, and I was like, yeah, "There's not a lot of credit being given to me right now." No, 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 no. <laughs> it's a distance from where I am. Is is the okay? Um, but so I, I set up a local group over here with some of my friends, and um, again, COVID put paid to part of that. But then we started doing it over um, Zoom and stuff, and we sort of kept going. So I was a player in that old group, which is sadly no longer a thing. And I'm uh, both a dungeon master and a player on uh, on um, with my local group, and it's uh, yeah, it's it's a real sort of, it's a lovely thing to do, like just hang out with your friends and tell a story together. As a player, what's your character? Um, so the one because um, basically we switch between myself and one of my other um, people in the group uh, being the DM. We sort of do like kind of short term campaigns. Uh, the last one I played uh, was a, a half vampire bard. Uh, called uh, Fuego. I think he was called Fuego. Of course he's a bard. Yeah. I hadn't played a bard before, so I was just sort of interested in it. Uh, well, you are a bard. You are one. Oh, in a way. Stop. Yeah, like, like you, you, I mean, uh, you know, you're a performer, so uh, that would track. Well, yeah, I suppose. I, I, I never really thought about that, though. Critical role and stuff, is that, did you, like, follow that or uh, so so my way in um was because uh, i used to again uh like with cracked i was a big fan of college humor back in the day okay yeah and i ended up following um jake and amir onto their own uh uh podcast network headgun and okay. uh, one of the shows they have on that is a DD show called not another DD podcast and um that was sort of my first exposure to it and you know they're, they're they're still going strong, which is great. I actually got the opportunity to see them live uh, in in London at one point, which is a great fun. But yeah, that sort of ignited the sort of buzz in me. I was like, this this looks like it could be a lot of fun. I want to I want to roll things. Does it is it weird for you that you could theoretically be in the audience, but you could also be like a quote celebrity guest on one of these things at this point? Uh, no, I mean I don't. I don't think I'm undervaluing myself when I say I'm not. I'm not that big of a deal, really. Uh, you know, I'm sort but, of a kind of comedy mercenary for hire. Like, you know, certainly not a, a household name. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think for a show that big, probably not. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I guess a very interesting it, question. I wonder about that, like where that point is that you know that you are that where you know because you you're not you're not invisible on social media. You have, you have a, you have more followers than I do. You know, you, you, you work really hard. You're, you're on certain series that have been very popular. So I wonder about that, where it would lift your visibility by being like, Hey, if you guys ever want this, like, I'd love to do it. I'm a huge fan. Like, have you ever reached out to those guys? Uh, to be honest, no, I haven't. Um, but then to, to a certain degree, like, one of the reasons I, um, you know, we, we we connected over this is because I was interested in doing podcasts, sort of by both 
elevate myself and also elevate the podcasts as well because I love podcasting as a medium. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Would would you say that I sort of maybe leveraged myself in a way to sort of get on your pod? I don't know. Ah, uh, that makes it sound I know. more crass than it, <laughs> I meant. No, I think you because you you told me that you were available and you actually. Th- you, you don't realize, I I think you don't realize how perfect your timing was. I wow, had okay. just finished, I had just finished recording with Therese, which was a delight. And, and she actually came here and recorded in person. And it's, it's legit one of my favorite episodes. Uh, and I hope people listen to it because, you know, sometimes if something's not what they're interested in, cause she's a singer and some people are like, I'm not interested in singing, bring on comic book artists. Like that happened with, Sean McCune, my the my former student who plays for the Cowboys, yeah. the Dallas Cowboys. A lot of my fans don't like sports. They skipped that episode. It's an incredible episode. Um, yeah, and they you, skipped it. You should it. always it's, listen to all of them. That's the thing, because you never know. I mean, uh, you don't even like sports is a good example. Like, you know, it would have been easy to give it yeah. a miss because I don't like sports. But, you know, you got you got to give this stuff a go, people. I, I think I, I hope people trust me enough, but that that's actually it's weird that that's such a uh, that's one of the lower episodes of listenership and totally shouldn't be because that, you know, version of that. But anyway, so I had just finished with Therese and you had sent me that message and I was just about to go into freak out mode because of Comic-Con. I'm going to be gone next week during comic-con so upon release this was last week i'm now back hi hey um uh so there there i'm gone tuesday night and i don't get back until early monday so that takes up so much recording time and i have to have the episode up by that next tuesday it would have been a nightmare so to have you offer to be on the show when i was going to hit you up at some point anyway um, it's just hard with actors because they're oftentimes gone, you know, like, well, this is, this not is the available. thing. Like, the reason why I sort of prioritized it for now is because, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be starting on horrible histories again soon. And that takes me from July all the way through to Christmas. So there's like, Oh wow. You know, it, there's going to be no time. So I thought better strike while the iron's hot. And I remember you posting, it might, it might've been on your Instagram or on your Twitter one time when you were talking about how difficult it can be to secure guests. Cause like, you know, you reach out and like for every one you get, there's like nine bounce backs. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, and cancellations too. Like that's the other thing too, is somebody, you know, I might have a high profile comic writer coming on the show and then they say, I have a deadline. I can't, I can't give you an hour and a half. Uh, I have to work. And it's like, I get it because that job is so much more important. My job is to worry about the booking and the recording. So it, so yeah, so that, that actually was a very gift of the Magi situation here. Huh? Very good. Uh, Yeah, no, it's, it's, I mean, it's, 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 it's a pleasure. Cause like, you know, as I say, I've been a, I've been a fan of yours for quite some time. So it was great to like, you know, actually have a long form chat with you. I do appreciate that actually. I, I I genuinely love that. And it's it's also, I mean, obviously, you know, this this our our connection is going on 10 years almost of yeah. of because uh, it would have been 2013, I think, was the first pod that we did. Yeah, near um, enough. Yeah. Gosh, that's that is a long time. It sure is. Um, so to have that, you know, and that happens too. I think a lot of people are surprised when they find out that like, oh, like some people that are are famous are also fans of me who's not famous. Uh, it's weird. It's a weird thing, and it's a hell of a compliment. So thank you for for supporting the industry. 
Oh, no, I mean, it's, well. it's, it's my pleasure. I mean, I've, I've, I've taken out of, like, uh, you know, listening to podcasts way more than I could ever think to put back in. I think you put a lot in here. Uh, now, uh, Horrible Histories is, uh, we should uh, send people, uh, if uh, if you are interested in watching Afterlife, and I do understand why one wouldn't want to see that show and give certain people their eyes, but uh, I can tell you now that uh, the show is done, right? It's yeah, just three seasons and out. So in that regard, it's good. I liked it a lot. It's fun and silly and very dark. Yes, uh, it, it is a dark comedy. Uh, I, that I will, I will, I will say. You know, you know, you should watch that. Horrible histories. How can we see that? Um, so again, this is this is going to be difficult because I don't know how accessible things are in the states. Um, my yeah, suggestion right. would be because it's it's on the BBC iPlayer essentially. So if you're able to get hold of that, great. If not, I mean, I guess you could use a VPN. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm like I'm like looking it up now. Like, how can we? Uh, it seems like you can access them on Amazon. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, maybe even on Prime. I mean, I guess you can you can purchase them. Um, yeah, currently, you are able to watch. Hol- okay, so on JustWatch.com, uh, you you are able to watch Horrible Histories for streaming on Hulu or for free with ads on Pluto TV. Freebie Amazon channel, Peacock, Peacock Premium, the Roku channel, Tubi TV, and Redbox. So oh, it go. seems it's like a lot of places. It seems like we have access to that. Um, I know that you can YouTube Bad Education. Yes. Um, B- Bad Education has a lot of gut laughs for me. Uh, we, oh, we had, uh, Thank you. We had, I mean, I, I didn't do anything but react, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> um, we can, you can find Ethan at Ethan D. Lawrence. That's E-T-H-A-N-D Lawrence is L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E on both Twitter and Instagram. Is that correct? Uh, and TikTok as well. But I'm shutting that up for the time being because I'm going to be going to work soon. And I do not have time to make my silly little videos. <laughs> And TikTok, which boy, am I a thousand years old because I didn't even think to bring up TikTok because I am disconnected. I don't get it. No, I mean, I, I barely understand it myself, but like, you know, you'll put yourself in places, haven't you? Um, anything else I should tell people to be on the lookout for? Um, I, I think I think that's pretty much covered. Um, you know, if, if, if anything does come up, uh, I'll be sure to um, put it up on my social. So, you know, it would be there if you if you if you follow me. Uh, perfect. I love that. Um, now, uh, for those of you, uh, that are patrons stick around cause we're going to have a couple minutes, uh, of a little bonus content. Uh, if you are not a patron, please, please, please check out patreon.com slash Jeff may where you can check out this plus the monthly UG fine with Kim crawl plus more coming, uh, as well as the early uncensored, uh, episodes with bonus content of this show and all others like it. Um, again, that's patreon.com slash Jeff may you can find me at Hey there, Jeffro on Twitter and Instagram. And that's really only where you can, you can find me on my YouTube. I guess I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start doing Twitch stuff, I think, soon. Oh, exciting. Uh, I gotta, I'm so, it's hard to learn new things. <laughs> um, it's so hard. Um, again, as we talked about before, you can check out Tom and Jeff Watch Batman on Gamefully Unemployed, Unpopular Opinion, and You Don't Even Like Sports, both available on the Unpops Network. Uh, Ethan, say goodbye to everybody that's listening to for free. Uh, bye, everyone who's listening for free. Bye, everyone who's listening for free. Thank you for your for your ears and time. Thank you for your ears and time. Okay, bye. Bye.
Hey everyone, our artwork is created by Justin T. Brown, who can be found at Artness by Justin Brown on Instagram, as well as artnessbyjustinbrown.com. That dope music you heard is by Troy Nababon, available at Troy Nababon on Instagram, as well as at troynababon.com. Nababon is spelled N-A-B-A-B-A-N, and boy does that shred. Thank you all so much for listening. See you next time.